Hello and welcome to part two of the Systems Lifecycle podcast. Now if you remember, last time you'd gone and got a piece of paper, you'd drawn a circle and we'd left our testers waiting, ready, champing at the bit with a test plan in their hands, ready to start testing. So now it's time, we move on to the testing stage. So once the system's been coded, it needs to be thoroughly tested. You don't want to let that system out with any errors in it or with as few errors as possible. A test plan is being written, it's been given to the team of testers, it will contain details of every single thing which needs to be tested. For example, that the system opens and closes properly, that work can be saved, work can be printed, that data is saved to the correct place, that when you do something wrong an error message appears, and that data which isn't allowed, isn't allowed will be rejected. For example, if you're not allowed to enter an amount above £1,000 on a system, then a value of 1001 will not be allowed. Remember our validation checks. So once we've tested and we've made sure that all these things are working properly, we move on. It's time to get this system installed. It's implementation time. So the system's now been tested. Everybody's happy it works right. It needs to be installed. And there are three basically different ways that you can implement a new system. The first one, switch off the old system, switch on the new system. Excellent. Old one off, new one on. However, all the workers are waiting for this fabulous new system, but as the minutes tick by a new customer's just ordered a holiday or a medical operation or a flight or a mortgage and you're still waiting for the switchover, how do you deal with these last minute clients? Well, basically you've just got to accept that there might be some upheaval and mistakes made in the short term. The fact that you've got all your staff using a new system means they're not going to be as familiar with it, so there might be a dip in performance for a little while after the new system is implemented because basically they're just not used to it. They won't be as quick on it as they will be with the old system. So how else could we do this? Well, the second solution is you run the old system and the new system in parallel for the same time. Now this is a popular method compared to the switch on, switch off, switch on approach. After all, your customer doesn't care which IT system you're using. They just want they they just want you to be able to work properly. Um, they're only right. They're only concerned with the holiday they've booked or the mortgage that they've ordered being um, processed correctly. Um, so a popular system is to allow the old system to along alongside the new one. Then in a quiet period, let's say middle of the night. Um, the new system absorbs all the old system's information and by the next morning the, s the new system's fully loaded and ready to go. Finally, you could introduce the new system a bit at a time. Um, for example, you could put it in just a couple of shops, just a couple of branches to check how it works and quickly fix any bugs that are found. Once things are running softly in your test um, shops, then you roll it out to the rest of the company. Or it could just be parts or modules of the system that are introduced at a time. Um, as you find that they work, then you introduce new parts. Once our system's implemented and up and running, um, it's time to evaluate it. And this is quite important because you've got to consider two major questions. They are, first of all, does the finished system do what it's supposed to do? And secondly, does it solve the problem that was found in the first place? If the answer to those two questions is yes, then you've generally got yourself a successful system. Um, so, an example would be the requirement specification states that the system should be able to read a data file in less than five seconds. So the question you'd ask is, does it read a data file in less than five seconds? And the answer would be, yes, 
it takes 4.2 seconds therefore it's a success in a complicated product you might have um, hundreds of those requirements specified um, and it could take many many weeks to complete the evaluation phase um, if the company follows all these stages in the correct order then the new system should be successful and worth the investment that they've put in the first place um, however nothing lasts forever so our last section of the system life cycle is called maintenance because um, over time you'll get bugs you, um, that you didn't pick up in testing um, and you'll just need to fix them so staff and developers will identify parts of the system that could be better that could be improved or could be tweaked to work more efficiently um, maybe there might be a large change that's needed to be made because it just wasn't spotted or it wasn't picked up or maybe once they've got the system users start going well this is brilliant now can it do A, B and C extra that weren't in the original design so parts of the system might have to be altered um, to make it perform even better and this is why the system life cycles are a big circle because in maintenance once you get those parts of the system that need to be altered you need to go all the way back round the circle to problem identification and start all over again that's a very brief tour of the system life cycle don't forget to check out Mr Collie St Mary's on Twitter for revision, revision tweets and do well in the exams <laughs>